What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Back to Jack Q. I hope you enjoyed uh, that little intro there. Uh, if you know, you know, because um, we're going to get right into it. What is up? We're going into Book of Boba Fett Chapter 5, and that intro uh, is fitting. Uh, I did an episode of Live at the Cantina with Noah uh, one time when we went over a couple of Mandalorian Season 2 episodes, and I remember telling him before the episode started, hey, I'm going to do something for the intro, for the opening. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but just go with it. And he was like, he was hesitant, but he was like, okay. Um, so then I, we roll camera and I just start doing that, what I just did with the Mandalorian theme. And eventually he, he got the idea and he chimed in. Um, but I, you know, I just figured I had to open this one the same way with the Mando theme, uh, because we got an episode, we got an episode, uh, not quite sure if it was a book of Boba Fett episode, but we got an episode, um, and we're going to get right into it. So, uh, thank you guys for joining me if you're here, and I am very excited to talk about this this piece of Star Wars content we were just blessed with. Uh, so we're talking Book of Boba Fett Chapter 5. If you haven't seen it, this is your spoiler warning, uh, even though you've already probably been spoiled a little bit. Uh, get out, go watch the episode, and then come back. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this episode of uh, of the Book of Boba. It was It was so good. It was so good. Before we begin, I don't think anybody cares or... I don't even think anybody noticed, but I did not do one of these Back to Jakku episodes for Chapter 4 of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, so if you do care, I apologize. I just got so caught up with schoolwork, and, and I was just so busy last week that I couldn't find the time to record uh, an episode. But uh, quick uh, Chapter 4 thoughts. I loved it. It was my favorite episode of the show so far until this one. Um, I don't really have much to say that hasn't already been said by others. So I'm just going to say I love that episode. Uh, and we're going to move on to this one. So chapter five of the book of Boba Fett. One thing I do want to say, I want to talk about the ending of chapter four, because that leads into this is, uh, so it's Fennec and Boba kind of talking about, you know, going to war with the Pikes and it's like, oh, we need muscle. And Fennec's like, well, you know, you can find muscle if you know where to look. And then it plays the and so we know we're getting Mando back. And I think the entire Star Wars fandom collectively lost our minds when we heard that um, because Din Djarin is, is coming back a little earlier than we expected. Obviously, we, we don't have Mando Season 3 yet, uh, but I, I think we were all just so excited and so hyped that, that this fan-favorite character, Din Djarin, is coming back. And he came back! We got him back, all right. Um, that was... Uh, they wasted no time. Uh, I didn't know... Uh, exactly when he would come into the episode, but it was his episode. This was not an episode of the Book of Boba Fett. This was 
the Mandalorian season three, episode one, pretty much. And I do have thoughts about that, but I'll get into that at the end of this episode. Uh, I kind of just want to break down uh, the episode and kind of give my thoughts on some of the things that happened. Um, so that that intro where he goes to the Clotunians, uh, like the butcher shop, and uh, you know he he does he's back to his bounty hunting. Uh, he doesn't have Grogu anymore, and you can tell he's a little uh, he's a little sad about that. Um, but he's going back to the only thing he's ever known. Uh, is going back to the bounty hunter work, and I love that um, that dialogue exchange between him and the the bounty. Uh, basically, like how uh, you you guys know you've seen it. He puts down the the puck and it shows the hologram, and he's like, "That's not me. That doesn't even look like me." And then he says his famous voice line, which was the exact same recording as before: "I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold." Uh, it's literally the exact same uh recording like they just straight up stole that that voice line from the old episode because i guess they didn't need to record it again so they didn't um so then uh you know he gets bit in the finger which looks like it hurt um but then he whips out the dark saber and that shot of him pulling out the dark saber oh my goodness i was hyped i was hyped and then he just starts swinging that thing around uh, slicing up these these Clatoonians, I believe is what the species uh, is called. Um, and I have um, I have footage from my reaction to that part that I will throw in right now. Oh. Oh my god. Um so you can see I was I was freaking out. One thing I really liked about that sequence was uh I liked the part where he sliced up his leg with the dark saber because it's showing the weight and cuz we know from rebels the dark saber has weight to it until you learn how to yield it and how to possess its power but if you're somebody like din who's who's not experienced with this weapon it's going to hold you back uh and we'll get into that later but i just really liked seeing that and that kind of set up that context for later in the episode when we get more into detail on that um so the opening shot was crazy when he slices the dude in half on the table oh my gosh i was wow that was something cool to see at three in the morning i did stay up for this one i stayed up um because I was so uh, eagerly anticipating the return of Din Djarin that I didn't want to fall asleep beforehand. Um, but it was rough, though. I uh, So I stayed up to watch it. It ended at like, close to the floor. But I didn't end up going to sleep until like 5 because it took me a while to fall asleep. So I slept until 2 today. I had a 3 o'clock p.m. class, so I got up an hour before I had class in the middle of the afternoon. Anyway, uh, that's beyond the point. Uh, but it was it was so worth it staying up for this episode. So then he takes the the head of the Clotunian uh, back to the people who commissioned his bounty job. And what I love about that is, as a film major, I'm always kind of looking for cool like film techniques. That was a one shot. That was a one shot sequence. Him going into the elevator, going up the elevator, walking out of it, setting down the head, walking around the table. Or no, he doesn't walk around the table. The camera walks around the table. And then it follows Din back into the elevator, back down, and then walks out. All right, we're having some technical difficulties here on Back to Jack Who. I do apologize. Uh, I was recording on my iPhone, and then all of a sudden, uh, it takes me out of the camera and puts me back on my home screen. 
so it stopped my recording and then I looked back in my photos and it didn't save any of it. So this is going to be an audio only episode. Uh, so I'll just throw a, a thumbnail up on the YouTube uh, video. I'll just do that. Um, so unfortunately, you guys don't get to see my beautiful face. I'm also wearing my Cobb Vanth shirt, which sucks because now you won't see my Cobb Vanth shirt. Speaking of Cobb Vanth shirts, I've been really good lately at not spending a whole lot of money on Star Wars stuff. But I was browsing the interwebs yesterday, and I came across Only Hope Supply, uh, which if you don't know who Only Hope Supply is, they make, like, really cool Star Wars um, shirts and stuff that have, like, these cool floral designs and stuff. I have a Crosshair Only Hope Supply shirt, and it's probably one of my favorite shirts. But I saw that they made a Cobb Vanth shirt. Uh, so it's got on the front, like, where the pocket is. There's no pocket, but, like, where the pocket would be. It's uh, the Boba Fett helmet with like the Cobb Vanth rocket and the red scarf. And then on the back, it's that um, helmet again. But then it says, round here, I'm the one tells folks what to do, um, which is what he says in, in his episode of The Mandalorian. So that shirt should be here at some point. I'm very excited. Uh, I saw that and I immediately had to buy it. I had no self-control. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're doing audio-only episode I do apologize. That's really unfortunate. I don't know why my phone just like crashed, but it did. So anyway, where was I? I think I was talking about the one shot sequence. Yeah. So the one shot um, sequence of him going up the elevator and then talking to those people and then coming back down was really neat. Um, and then he uh, we're on this like super cool like ring city thing. Uh, I don't know the name of this place, but man, it was neat. That was very cool. Very Star Wars. Very Star Warsy. Um, so then he finds the Mandalorian covert and we get the return of the armorer and Paz Vizsla. I was so excited when these two showed up, um, cause I didn't know if we would ever see him again, but, uh, we sure did. We sure got him again. Um, and we have a good exchange between them. Uh, Paz patches up Mando's own self injury with the dark saber. Uh, and then he whips out the Darksaber, and we get a lot of Mandalorian lore in this episode. This episode put the lore in Mandalore, um, and it was just really cool to see. We got flashbacks to the, I think it's called the Night of a Thousand Tears, where the Empire just destroys Mandalore. That's what they do. They they turn that planet to, to sh ruin, um, and the, the shot with the K2 droids kind of walking around and executing any survivors with the flames in the background and the probe droids that gave terminator vibes uh and that was just really cool to see uh but we got mandalorian lore we learned about the dark saber we learned about house vizsla uh and that's really good for people who haven't seen rebels who haven't seen the animated shows uh it's giving them context and kind of setting up um it's giving them like what they need to know you know um, so I, I, I just loved the lore and kind of how, how it kind of explained everything a little bit more. Um, so then Mando, uh, forges his spear, which was, I was a little sad to see the spear go cause obviously the spear is sick, but I was happy to see that he's turning it into a thing for Grogu cause he hasn't forgot about Grogu obviously. And he wants to go back and see him and make sure. He's all right. Uh, so we're going to see Grogu again, which is going to be so good. Everybody's just going to collectively lose their minds again when we see our favorite little green little green baby once again. Um, so the forging scene was cool. And then Paz Vizsla challenges. Well, before that, uh, Mando was training with um, 
the armorer uh and she's teaching him about the dark saber and basically like if you fight against it it will defeat you you have to like move with its movements and really connect with it and you know basically how um Kanan trains Sabine with it we were kind of getting that again with these these other characters which is just really cool um but then he's like then Paz Vizsla pulls up and it's like hey that saber used to belong to my house uh and I don't think you're fit to to wield it so Din accepts his challenge and then they fight and you know uh Din wins but then the armorer is like stop it you guys that's enough hey Paz have you ever taken off your helmet he's like nah and she's like, I ain't sick. Mando, have you ever taken off your helmet? And he's like, oh, no. Uh, he, You know he was sweating buckets underneath his bucket. Um, but then he's like, uh, yep. And then she's like, all right, get out. You're not a Mandalorian anymore. So he leaves. He does, he does as uh, requested. He asks how he can atone. Uh, but the armor's like, well, the only way is, you know, in the minds of Mandalore. But those don't exist anymore, so gtfo uh and mando did in fact gtfo um so then he heads back to tatooine and we get the public transit sequence uh first of all he's got to go through tsa he's got to declare all of his uh weapons and gadgets and and knickknacks and oh man that was funny that was a funny sequence not as funny as the little kid rodian on the the bus it's not a bus but you know what i mean on the ship uh, oh my gosh, because that's that's how kids are. That's just how kids are. Like if you go on a plane, and like you're just sitting there, and there's a kid in front of you in the seat in front of you, like sometimes they'll just get up and turn around and stare you down. Um, and it, oh my gosh, I loved that scene so much. It was like three thirty in the morning, and that happened, and I let out an audible like ha, like I chuckled. I chuckled so hard during that. I just loved it. I loved it so much. Then we go back to Moss Eisley, and we're presented with a BD droid. Are you kidding me? We got a live-action BD. Obviously, it's not BD-1, but still, oh my gosh, that was just amazing to see. We're getting all these cool live-action droids. We got the Lep droid in the last episode, the little mouse-looking dude. I don't even know how to describe it. And now we got a live-action BD droid. That's awesome. That's sick. Um and then it's revealed we're back at, at Pelimoto's place, Pelimoto's hangar, uh, Princess Carolyn, if you will, uh, and her pit droids. And oh, it's just cool to see. Now, at this point in the episode, you know, we've gotten the armorer, we've gotten Paz Vizsla, we got Pelimoto back. I'm like, oh my God, are, are we going to see him? Is, is he going to come back? Is he going to be in this episode? Uh, so what I did was at this point in the episode, I went on TikTok Live. Not expecting anybody to show up because it was 3.30 in the morning. It was just for my my own documentation. And I titled the live Cobb Vanth Watch because I was on a Cobb Vanth Watch. Because if Cobb Vanth is going to come back, I need my live reaction to that recorded and documented because um, I, I just do. I just do. I was like, oh, my God. Dude, I was freaking out. I was freaking out. Are we going to get Cobb Vanth? Is he going to be here? We're seeing all these other old characters on Tatooine. You know who else is another character on Tatooine that we know? Um, but uh, unfortunately, we did not get Mr. Vanth in this episode, which honestly, I'm fine with. Um, I want. I feel like it would have been too much if Cobb Vanth was in this episode with all the other characters. Um, I'm, I'm more than willing and happy with him having a different entrance if he does come back. Um, but we're back with Pelimoto, uh, and she uh, <laughs> Mando comes back and saves her from a womp rat. 
uh <laughs> womp rat attack and uh he was like yeah i got your message you got a new ship for me thinking that she found him another razor crest but she's like yeah i got your new ship and it's not a razor crest it is an n1 naboo starfighter which is so cool because we haven't seen those in forever uh, and it's such a cool ship design and the yellow and oh it's just so cool it's so cool um so we get an n1 and din's like this isn't a razor crest like i don't want any i don't want anything to do with this but then eventually uh she convinces him they fix it up with the help of some jawas uh and apparently peli uh dated a jawa and they're furry uh don't know how to feel about that we're just gonna move on past it um so they rebuild this this naboo starfighter and they put like a super uh, high powered like engine in it. Um, and I love that because I'm kind of a car guy. And so to me, putting that engine in a Naboo Starfighter is like putting an LS small block in like a Mazda Miata. Um, actually, one of my earliest TikTok series I ever did, uh, like right when I started my account, was um, if. It was if Star Wars ships were cars in real life, this is what like each real life car equivalent to a Star Wars ship would be. And I remember I had like um, the X-Wing was just like a newer Corvette and like the uh, the Y-Wing was like a Dodge uh, Challenger. Um, and like, you know, obviously the resistance transport is like a school bus um, and like the Jedi Starfighter is like a Lamborghini and. Uh, if you guys want to go back all the way to the, the beginning of my TikTok page, you can find these videos. But I one of the, the ones I mentioned in those was that the Naboo N1 Starfighter was like a Nissan 350Z because that's just kind of the vibes it gives off. So I guess this would be like putting an LS, like a small block in a 350. Um, too much too much power for, for too little of a car. Uh, but we get the fastest ship in Star Wars with that in this episode thing was cruising um man i that was such a cool sequence to see him test the test flight of that ship and he's just you know pushing it to the limits and it's going so fast um as poe dameron would say whoa this thing really moves or as mandalorian did say dank ferrick this is fast or something like that um yeah it was so cool it goes to beggars canyon we get that uh part of the pod race racetrack or whatever oh man a lot of phantom menace callbacks in this episode which is just good to see um and so he goes up to space because he wants to fly it out uh up in space and he, you know he does the little dance around the ship and he sees the the rodian kid again uh but then he gets uh he gets caught by uh some new republic uh officers uh fun fact the young one who you see mostly in that scene scene don't know the actor's name, but he is the actor who played Luke Skywalker's body double um, in the Mandalorian season two finale. So he was the physical Luke Skywalker on set, and they just went over his face with uh, the deep fake of Mark Hamill. Uh, and the other uh, officer is Carson Tev Tevo. His name's Carson. I don't know what his last name is, or maybe Carson is his last name, and he has a different first name. I don't know. But then he's kind of like toying with Mando because he's like, I, hey, I, I recognize you. And then Mando doesn't want any part of it. So he hits he hits the NOS. He's got NOS. It's like Fast and Furious. They installed NOS on his on his car. So he hits the NOS button. He goes flying basically like he's in hyperspace. 
Um, and that that ship is so fast. It's got to be faster than the Falcon. Um, the fa- I don't think the Millennium Falcon is the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy anymore. I think Mando's Naboo and one Starfighter is. Um, but it's interesting because, uh, you know, his old Razor Crest, that was his home. That's where he operated out of. That's where he lived. That's where he, he hauled his bounties back in. If he's going to keep on with the bounty hunter life, which he's not, obviously, because we're getting him as the muscle for the rest of the show. Um, how is he going to uh, how is he going to haul his bounties back? How is he going to live in his ship? He can't. It's a single cockpit Naboo starfighter. Um, but, you know, we'll wait and see. I don't care. I'm not going to think about it too much. <laughs> but, oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. So then he gets back. And Pelly's like, how was it? And, oh, my gosh, he goes, wizard. Love that. Love that so much. That was great. I think that was a callback to the Phantom Menace, too. Again, another Phantom Menace callback because one of the kids that Anakin was friends with, like, was like, that was so wizard, Annie. Uh, so that's just a funny thing. Um, so then uh, Fennec Shan sneaks into the uh, the hangar and it's like, hey, uh, you looking for work? And he's like, yep, what's the bounty? And she's like, no bounty. We need muscle. Uh, and then he's like, with Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Uh, and she's like, yep. Uh, and then she tosses him some credits. And then he was like, it's on the house. Uh, I really like that. I really like that. It shows the respect that Mando has for Boba and Fennec. And, and you know, they did him a favor. So now he's he's returning the favor uh, by joining Mando and, and Fennec, which is really cool. And the last thing he says in the episode is, first, I need to go pay a visit to a little friend. Grogu. We're getting Grogu back. Probably not in the Book of Boba. I can almost guarantee that's the setup for Mandalorian Season 3. Um, but that's how the episode ends. Uh, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who I just want to give credit to right now because what an amazing job she did. Not even just with this episode, but all the other stuff she's directed in Star Wars too. I've really enjoyed. I wish she would get like her own thing to do with Star Wars. I would really like to see that. Um so that's the end of the episode. Uh, now, here's here's where I'm conflicted. It's uh, It wasn't a Book of Boba Fett episode. Because Boba Fett wasn't in it. He was name-dropped once. So initially, at 4 in the morning last night, when I was contemplating what I just witnessed, I was like, hmm, how can you have a boba fett show that has an episode without boba fett in it and i was really kind of like not i don't know i don't know how i felt because i knew right away this was my favorite episode of the show so far but i just thought it was weird that boba fett wasn't in it and it almost makes me want to feel bad because boba fett is my third favorite character in all of media literally out of anything he's my number three kylo's my number one ray's my number two boba fett's my number three and so I, I feel almost guilty for liking the episode of his show best that he's not in. Um, but I don't think I should feel that way because I was thinking about it today. I'm like, well, we got a top-tier piece of Star Wars content with this episode. And I, I think that's what we need to look at and that's what we need to be happy about. Um, we got some amazing Star Wars, and I think that's all that matters. But again, it was weird that this was an episode of The Mandalorian and not boba fett but i will say because the show is called the book of boba fett you know in a book in a novel not every chapter is going to have the main character in it 
you know, it's it's okay to have other chapters that focus on different aspects of the story or that build um, context and, and background for something that is going to happen later in the book. And that's what this episode was. It was almost like a prologue for Mando's story in the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, if it was a, a physical novel, it was if it was a written novel, this would all be part of like a, a earlier chapter that you would read before Mando came into the main story. So I'm really not mad about it. Um, and I get why people are. But to me, it's it, it. It was such good Star Wars, and let's just be happy with that. And you know, a lot of people have been complaining about this show so far, but I haven't seen a lot of complaints about this episode, other than the fact that Boba Fett wasn't in it. But I'm like, I, I, it was just so good. I think it was so good to even be mad at. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I saw a TikTok video today that Element Seven posted about how this was vertical storytelling not horizontal storytelling when everything kind of follows one structured narrative. Um, it's it's okay to tell a couple of different stories at one time and have all of those connect at the end. And that's exactly what this was. This was giving us context for Mando before he actually shows up in the show, which is much needed context. Because if he just pulls up on Tatooine with this Naboo starfighter and the Darksaber and he doesn't have his spear anymore... And he's got this thing. He's got this gift for Grogu. It's like, okay, well, how did that happen? We we need to know how that happened, and that's what this episode was. It was it was um, exposition for uh, future of Din Djarin. Um, so I'm not mad that Boba Fett wasn't in it, and I'm uh, excited that uh, we're gonna team up in the next episode, and it's gonna be nuts. Um, now I heard. Now I, I I'm not sure if I'm correct on this, but I did hear. That there's going to be seven episodes of the Book of Boba Fett instead of six. Um, and if that's the case, I'm very happy because we're still getting six episodes of Boba Fett. And this was just like a bonus episode, if that makes sense. Um, so if that's the case, I'm very excited. If not, oh well. Um, but yeah, I loved this episode. I loved it so much. Um, and I think that's all I have to say about it. Um I uh I loved it. It was it was peak Star Wars, and uh, it's just such a good time to be a Star Wars fan. It's such a good time to be involved in the Star Wars community online. Just seeing everybody lose their minds over this episode and seeing everybody get so excited just just makes it so much better. And it's you know being in a fandom is is so much better when you can share that passion with other people who feel the same way. Uh, and it's just a great time for Star Wars right now. Very excited for uh, how the show is going to wrap up. Very excited for Mando season three, especially after this episode. Wow, um, and yeah, it's just it was uh, so good. It was so good. So I think that's where I'm going to wrap it up. I don't think I have anything else to say. If I do, oh well. Uh, if you made it this far in the episode, thank you. Go ahead in the YouTube comment section. You know the drill. We're going to go hashtag wizard this time around i did think of my hashtag beforehand I'm, I'm finally learning i'm finally planning i actually had notes for this episode uh just some bullet points of talking talking points that i wanted to hit over um which is the first time i've done notes for these boba fett episodes but yeah if you made it this far hashtag wizard in the youtube comment section down below uh, if you're not already following uh, the podcast page on um instagram please do that it's at back to jack Q pod also, on Twitter, it's kind of uh, more of my Star Wars Twitter, I guess. Uh, back to Jakku pod on um, Twitter. Actually, I might have gotten my my handles mixed around. It's back to Jakku pod on 
Twitter. On Instagram, it is um, what is my Instagram handle? It's Back to Jack Who Podcast. So the full word podcast, Back to Jack Who Podcast on Instagram. That's gonna do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Again, hashtag Wizard in the YouTube comment section. I always love when people actually listen to the whole thing. This is a little uh, more of a lengthy episode, uh, so I will be impressed if anybody actually does that. Um, and again, I'm apologize for the technical difficulties. That's kind of a bummer. My camera just died. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and I will see you guys next week. Peace out.